Welcome to La Cura Podcast. I'm your host, Francisca Porchas Coronado. La Cura will take you on a journey at the intersection of health, healing, and social justice. We will engage in conversations about decolonizing our health and reclaiming traditional ways of well-being and healing. We will explore and honor our multiple identities, cultures, traditions, and remedios. This offering is brought to you by Mi Gente, a political home of Latinx and Chicanx people that is pro-Black, pro-woman, pro-poor, pro-queer, because our communities are all that and more. Hey team, thanks for listening to La Cura today, wherever you are, whatever day it is, whatever time it is, I appreciate you for downloading today. I am joined by a powerful healer whose name is Rocio Navarro. She is a healing artist that works intimately and creatively with water, a vaginal steam hydrotherapist, a ceremonialist, spiritual counselor, energy and sound healer with a sociology degree background. Born and raised in LA, the daughter of migrant parents from Michoacan, Mexico, her practice stems from indigenous-based healing, epigenetics, and women's wholeness medicine using water healing techniques to support personal transformation, grief work, sexual trauma, ancestor connection, and womb healing. So Rocio, good to have you. Tell us a bit more about how you got into this powerful work of um, using water as an element to heal. I've always been interested in um, holistic and uh, alternative medicine uh, since I was really, really young. And in my early 20s, when I was in college, I, I was doing a lot of work with uh, Native communities in Mexico and in the U.S. and learning about cultural um, and um, healing methods that they, they were using um, in, in their communities. And we were doing these exchange programs. Um, and then I was learning, I learned from, uh, I was learning with a, um, another alternative medicine practitioner and just learning different methods along the way. But my main focus was education at that time. And in the midst of that, I was going through a lot of personal healing and iterations in my life. And a lot of my early childhood kind of wounding came up really vastly during that time. I was, um, severely depressed and I was going through a stage where suicidal ideations was um, a big part of my life and um, in 2010 literally my life started kind of uh, transforming and so I ended up listening to this dream because dreams are have been a huge part of my 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 healing journey and uh, the dream was very clear and it said that I, I needed to go back to the motherland and I did. Um, and so in that process, I ended up um, down in Guatemala, traveling without knowing, going through the Mayan route, had bought a one-way ticket, um, and ended up in Guatemala. And I ended up staying there for about 10 months the first time, um, studying at this metaphysics uh, meditation center, um, where I learned a lot of different healing modalities in relationship to the tree of life um, and was and, and majority 
literally, I felt like that was a container that really opened up more of my healing abilities. Um, I was in bouts and about of silence for 50 days, and that really took me through uh, a metamorphosis. And it was during that time that I was also getting pre kind of, um, uh, I was getting visions and, um, and in my dreams that I would be birthing people in water. And so at that time, I thought, great, I, I'm going, I'm going to go into midwifery. It seemed like a natural path for me since I was already around a lot of midwives here in LA and, and in the doula world. And, um, what I realized later was that nine months after I came out of that process and I was living by the beach in the ocean and, and kind of learning from the ocean also, um, I came across the water path and I did my first training. And later I, I realized that basically all that information, all the, the premonitions that I was having was that I would be taking people through birthing processes through the water that I wasn't, it wasn't actually midwifery. So that was really my first time um, of coming across the water path. And ever since then, I've just kind of uh, deepened my, my relationship and my practice to it. And it's uh, kind of morphing into uh, many other iterations. So really, it was, it was my first kind of, um, I would say, exploration to, to, to be fully embodied in something because I, given my history with trauma as well and childhood trauma, like the water was like what I needed to begin that like embodiment. And so it, it has been a, 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 a whole metamorphosis in itself. And I can, you know, tell you millions of stories of how that has shifted my life. But, you know, just to sum up that that's been kind of the journey that I took and, and how it revealed itself to me and, and why I'm here right now, you know, still learning from from that path. Which also sometimes requires a lot of vulnerability and can be a very hard thing for people to do as well. Um, that's why I think oftentimes children uh, and very young people have a much easier time with that. Um, because as we grow older, we get in our own way. Um, we can't fully lean into curiosity because it feels kind of silly or weird or scary and then suspending doubt is really hard because we can often be overwhelmed by it in so many different um, places in our lives and so that's beautiful I um yeah it's I think it's also a, a uh you know some advice for all of us who I think many of us who might be listening to this podcast or trying to figure out um, their path or their way or whether it's healing or whether it's, you know, whatever your purpose is. I think both those things. Um, and then there's a little voice, right? That little voice that, that, uh, that leads you and, and it doesn't speak, you know, it doesn't speak our language necessarily. It doesn't look or feel like or sound like another person, but, but a, being able to identify it is, is actually a real, a real gift. Tell us about what are the different ways that you work with people in the water, uh, that, what the forms that the healing takes. There's so many different ways, and that's the beauty of, of this work. There's, and, and, and that's the beauty for me about the elements and working with something so prim primal. Um, and I'm still incredibly fascinated by the water in itself. Um, just because she's such an, uh, it's it's an, it's the encompassing 
element. I'll share first um, how I started working with water and, and then I'll give iterations of how I continue to use water. Um, so when I came across this particular path, um, I, I started doing, uh, and, and I still do, somatic healing with water. And what that meant or what that means is that you basically take someone in body temperature water and you there's there's subtle stretches and manipulation of the body as the body is essentially floating and being held in the water it's also the very first time perhaps in a long time that the body doesn't feel as much compression and so what i loved about doing this work and what i love about doing that particular type of work is that on the somatics and on the nervous system level, it goes a lot deeper because, again, our body is so used to being on land and feeling that compression. And when you are held by somebody else in the water and that part of your brain that is constantly actively paying attention to the compression, even when you're in a hyper relaxed state, it starts to let go. And so it starts to unwind and, and you start to unravel the nervous system in such a profound way because it's not feeling that compression as much. And because we're working with the water, we're working with the memory of the subconscious. And so what ends up kind of getting revealed, even in one session, is pretty profound for people. Um, it's, it's almost like having various, I don't know, sessions in one because you're immersing the body, uh, you're submerging the body in, in literally the amniotic fluid of life, and you are allowing the nervous system to do what it needs to do at the same time that the, the person is recalling and retrieving information from the subconscious and the upconscious, unconscious, and from the cellular memory that is in the body. So I found that to be really potent and, and pivotal, and that's the reason why I ended up doing this work because when I had gone through my experiences um, being in bouts of silence and getting into these altered states of consciousness, I, and I came across the water path, I said, oh my goodness, this is an opportunity to take people directly and give them a doorway to access, you know, where it doesn't have to take 50 days of silence or it doesn't have to take that much longer to be able to open up the, that door. And that's the reason why I got into this work, because I had, you know, something to reflect back on. And um, and having gone through my experiences, um, I was able to, you know, un understand uh, that this was an, just another opportunity. And I didn't get into this work because I wanted to, you know, create a practice out of it. I was just fascinated by what it was doing to me and what I was kind of realizing. And, and, and you know, you mentioned the, the curiosity that healers in sustaining uh, that, the, the curiosity to be able to expand, that, that was a curiosity that I, I went into um, and that has brought me to this state right now. I am um, training in somatic healing. Um, and for those folks who might be listening, who might not necessarily know what that is, it's, it's a, many things, but 
the belief that our bodies and our tissues outside of the cognitive like brain part of ourselves, but more like our, our sensing self really holds most of the information in our body. But on a healing sort of level, it means that our bodies hold um, a lot of our stories, both ancestral and our stories from this lifetime, our traumas, our our longings, our, you know, our, our resilience, and that it's energy, that we're pure energy, and that sort of is... Um, something that has to continuously flow and that many times because of trauma it can get lodged in our in our bodies and um, healing work um, both perhaps in the water or like in the water like Rocio is naming or touch work or you know other types of somatic psychosomatic work can help you really shift and move that energy along and take on a new shape, a new way, a new practice, embody a new self in in the best ways possible. Who's ever jumped in a pool or in a river or in the ocean feels like they weigh, I don't know, very little. (laughs) No matter how much you weigh, you feel like you weigh you know, 80% less and you float and you feel like you are being held. You feel like the ocean itself is actually has taken a lot of weight off of you, both spiritually and physically. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. I've had three children. And so I feel like water is so vital to creation, all of creation, both the one we understand now here that we're navigating the world. uh, And also, you know, what where we all came from you know apart from the physical kind of support that happens in the water when we're in body temperature and I talked about you know what what happens with the nervous system as you're kind of unwinding uh in a space that doesn't feel compression um so essentially that's how I kind of got into this work um and what I realized that I was, as I was developing my practice at that, that really the the message was around the teachings of the water. And so it wasn't necessarily the physical work in the water, but it was like, what is, how does the water, what does it represent? What does it show us? How do we connect to water in all these different levels? And so what ended up kind of uh, unfolding through my practice was that Really, when we're working with water, we're working with the unconscious. We're working with with feeling. We're working with the somatics of the body. We're working with memory. And that's everything. That's literally everything. That's the reason why that saying, water is life. Literally, we come from that water. We gestate in that water. We are majority that water. Um, and so it's it's there's so many different ways to be able to have access to that memory that's in us. And so the way that I, I work with water is that I also do vaginal steam work. I started doing vaginal steam work um, years ago. And then actually it, it, I had been training with people and midwives in different countries. And then Kelly Garza, who is the founder of Steamy Chick, I ended up doing one of her trainings like five years ago. Um, and I realized in that moment, I was like, this is another way to connect to water because it's the the vapor, the steam with the herbs moving into our uterine memory is how we awaken and dispel and heal 
the central piece that is so pivotal for female bodies. And so that was another big realization along the process. So I worked, you know, work with that. Um, I work with sound. Uh, I do a lot of sound healing. Um, I do a lot of uh, process work and coaching uh, and, and always invoking truly the, 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 the teachings of the water so that people understand that there's so many other different ways to connect to it. And it's not just like me taking you into a pool. It's how do you connect to that memory and the unconscious patterns of, from which you come from? And so I, my work is a little kind of encompassing in different ways. And there's, you know, like I said, there's mentorship. I do vaginal steam work. I do kind of programs and processes for people depending on what, where they're at and how they want to develop. Um, I, I do a lot of dream work um, because that's been pivotal in my uh, experience. And, and that, that for me is also a, an opportunity to tap to, into, to the unconscious, which is the memory that's there. Um, and water is so pivotal. Whenever I realized when I was working with people in the water that their dreams get amplified. And that for me is like, yes, that we, we, we get to sever the things that are inhibiting that recall or that that awareness and then that kind of memory starts to get ignited and and there's there's a lot of opportunity to understand ourselves you know a lot more through through dream work so that's been another realm that i've been kind of helping people and supporting people uh through my practice over the years and and mostly really it's been through my my own you know practice my own unveiling um, and, and those tools, I just share with people the best way that I, I can. So, so li- literally, it's, it's threading the water in, in ways that we can connect to in different forms. Is some of that dream work, does that happen in the water as well? Or is that sort of separate? That's separate. I mean, usually when I... Um, when I have worked with people in the water, of course, like I, I usually do integration work because I know that the waters, whenever I, I go through and I have experiences with people, I, I am really, really big on integration. There's many reasons for that. Um, I think a lot of times we move into experiences and we go through, through those experiences thinking that that's the thing that's going to help us. And it is. But I, I find that that's always just the doorway. And that the real work and the revelation happens after. And so what I find is that, as an example, if I'm working with somebody in the water, the integration work or the information around dreams happens after. Or sometimes people start to dream about the water or things that start to get revealed before they actually have a session with me. So it it almost happens pretty frequently where people say yes to working with me or working with the water in some way and those dreams will start to happen. So it's almost like once you say yes to, to that, that starts to work through them. And so there's peace work that happens as we move along. And that's been really powerful for me as well. And to help and support people through that process. I really also love what you said about the, the I think you said a uterine memory. Um, and that is also really powerful. I think, for all the people who have uteruses and have different relationships with that uterus, um, have had long journeys. I mean, all of our lives, right? For the folks who have uteruses, 
but journeys that might have been really complicated where you might have resented your uterus for different reasons um, or where it might have been there and it's just a thing that you don't ever think about or pay attention to um, or that you might be carrying a lot of ancestral trauma and from from all types, violence and uh, loss and um you know, also feels like really important work. And I, I'm curious, after these vaginal themes, do folks also have revelations or breakthroughs? Majority of the time, like people have deep revelations and they start to kind of, if they didn't have a connection, they started developing a connection to their, to their womb, it really opens up that field. And that's why I, when I see people going through that, I'm like, this is great. This is an opportunity. It doesn't always feel comfortable, but there's work to excavate there. It's literally, we just entered the cave. It's the cave of, 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 the, of that darkness, you know, that we actually come from. And there's so much there. And we're just excavating the memory of that so that we can reframe that story and connect to our bodies a lot more. And, and, and honestly, I feel that the time that we're in, and this is the reason why I'm, I'm really humbled and honored to work with the water is that you know we 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 have come from especially in the west western culture it's it's a very um energy upwards kind of culture meaning that we honor us living and we we reinforce intelligence and our connection to our, our mind in some way but what ended up happening over time is that there's been a severing to the, the intelligence of the body. And so I almost feel like this opportunity right now is asking us, like, let's let's bridge into the feminine energy, which is just the feminine energy, not non-gendered way, but it's just like ground into your body, ground into the systems that connect you into this earth. I, I, I you know, we've tended to explore the universe and we have curiosity about what's outside of us. And we've been doing that. But the invitation right now is go into the darkness, go into the, the womb, go into the, the, the memory and the knowledge and the wisdom of your body. There's so much there. And, and that's the feminine energy, I feel. And that's the reason why the water, I feel like, is we're hearing so much about it. There's been so much struggles in the last couple you know, decades around just what the water symbol is, symbolizes. And we're going to continue seeing that. But that's the invitation. She's just showing us as an element, this is what we need to work on. This is what we need to rebirth. We need to rebirth ourselves in a more integral way if we choose to listen. I am also really curious about as a healer yourself, I don't know if you call yourself that or, you know, many people don't like the term, others love it. Um, what has been transformation for you? Like, how has this work transformed you? I have an interesting relationship with the term healer, and I think a lot of healers do, and it's a it's an evolution. Um, I do define myself as a healing artist, and I know that that's going to continue morphing. But I, I I think the artistry as a healer is that, and healers traditionally have also come from very um, kind of traditions that have been passed down, and there's a culture and a structure around it, and I think 
you know, given the, the context of modern culture and society, there's um, not that there isn't a lot of that. A lot of cultures have been preserved and, and this information has been passed down. Hence why, you know, we're, we're also here. Um, but the artistry for me is, is the ability to, to create and transform and, and paint this canvas that is also expansive and new and, and gives inspiration um, for a, a new paradigm, you know? And so I'm, 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 I, I, I see this work being that, but, you know, the journey into this work has been, yeah, it has been in, in the darkness for me. I mean, I, I, I'm coming into a 10 year cycle where I first kind of dove deep into, into my process in 2011. And I was having a really hard time during that time. I was, uh, had deep suicidal ideation during that time. I was severely depressed uh, and my life had to transform. And I listened, literally it was a dream that kind of inspired this journey that I went on without knowing. Like I literally just listened to this dream and I knew it was a calling and I went into the abyss, not knowing what my life would you know, turn out to be. And so in that process, it's been a lot of excavating around deep childhood wounding that is still moving itself through in my life. Um, and reconciling in some way um, the the recollection of past life memories and what those imprints also mean and, and what they continue to mean in my life right now. Um, and, you know, as as we move deeper into our practice, and, and mind you, I didn't choose, I didn't really choose this path. This, this path revealed itself to me and it continues to do that. I, I didn't choose to be a water healer, I didn't, choose, I didn't choose that. I just saw life bringing me information. And so it's been a, a deep challenge, but I'm always challenged to go deeper into my excavation of self. And, and so, you know, why I decided to say yes to the water was because after coming out of my bout of silence and seeing that there was revelations that I would end up doing this work. And when I came across it and I saw the impact and the doorway and the access that you have when you're able to have that type of healing, I said, this is, this is what I need to share because people don't need to go through the journey that I just went through. People don't have to sit in silence for 50 days. People don't have to, you know, don't have to go through these extreme experiences. Just one access to the water in this way that is so embodied is the opportunity to, to enter a deeper process. And so um, as I moved through that, I mean, I can share so many stories and, and details about how challenging it's been for me the last 10 years, but those challenges are only helping me refine who I am. And steam work has been incredible. Uh, just working with the water, with people, it, immersing myself constantly, being around water and like cultivating that life for me has been a blessing. Not always easy, but it's a blessing. There's so much richness there and we can spend hours, you know, just talking about that because there's been so much revelation in that process for me. 
And that's why I just want to invite people to do because that's there for you too. It's your exploration to the invitation into the cave to find out what's really there. And a lot of times we allude to wanting to bypass the pain or going into the cave and getting into these altered states of feeling. But for me, it's like we can get there if we are able to transcend them. And we transcend them by going into the invitation of those places that don't feel comfortable all the time. We are incredibly grateful to Rocio Navarro for joining us in conversation this week. To learn more about her beautiful work, you can visit rocionavarro.org. Also, follow her on Instagram at water underscore healing. Please make sure to click on like for this episode and share with your friends and community. Subscribe to our pod to make sure you receive the latest episode as soon as it drops. For this week's Mística y Medicina, I would like to share a short and simple water ritual. In my tradition of Ifa, we believe in the power of water, so much so that there are several deities that represent different forms that the water takes, such as rain, the lagoon, ocean, and the river. Among them are Orishas Olokun, Oshun, Jemoja, Oya, Olosa, Shango, among others. We also often pray into the water to bring coolness to a prayer, a ritual, a space, or a person's head. For this simple ritual, all you need to do is get a cup of water. Our breath holds a lot of power, and it is the representation of our spirits here in the world, of the energy that is divine, which runs through us, our ability to connect, influence, call in, or out, manifest. Hold the cup of water with both hands and bring it close to your face, specifically your mouth. Make sure it is close enough that you can speak into the water. You will speak whatever you want to lovingly remind yourself about yourself. We often can be very hard on ourselves and forget we are the most important person. The one we must love and appreciate the most. The one we must tend to and express the most compassion to. A potential prayer or reminder could be the following. I love me deeply. I'm very proud of myself. I'm grateful for all that I have been given. The more I demand of myself, the more I will give back onto myself. I am loved. I belong. I am enough. After speaking into the water, your prayer, your reminder, your incantation, take a moment and breathe three times into the water. Just like that. This water is now medicine. You're going to take it and you're going to drink it. It's going to metabolize into your body and into your spirit. Thank you for listening to La Cura Podcast. The podcast is hosted and produced by me, edited by Lourdes Hernandez. A very special thanks to Phil Circus 
for all his support and guidance on all aspects of production of this new season for La Cura. Thank you, Phil, 